don't stop. Wake up on Metro FM. Yeah, we're about to get started. Never miss a beat. Yeah. Never miss a beat. What's news? What's news? In the air. Wake up on Metro FM. So June is widely celebrated as International Pride Month, and uh, we know that things are quite tricky on the African continent in terms of how countries have approached the idea of free societies where you can be whoever you want. And uh, some countries have completely outlawed being gay, and while some have outlawed even uh, homosexual marriages. But be that as it may, there are a lot of African countries that have also started to uh, change their viewpoint, at least from a constitutional uh, point of view. And uh, it makes traveling for the LGBTQ plus community very, very tricky because you might really want to go to a particular country, but you got to look at how they treat um, gay people there, mm. for example, or members of the LGBTQ plus community. So how do we interpret the Africa travel market and uh, what is there to say about uh, the LGBTQ plus travel on the African continent? Martin Hiller joins us on the line, Creative and Content Director, Travel, Tourism and Creative Industries at Rx Africa. Good morning, Martin. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. I mean, why do you think there's a growing focus on uh, the LGBTQ plus travelers on the African continent as a conversation even? Look, I think the COVID pandemic has put a lot of um, spotlight on the LGBTQ travel. A recent study that was done by the International Gay and Lesbian Travel Association um, actually showed that the LGBTQ traveler are among the most resilient and loyal segments of travelers. Mm. Um, and they actually travel more than the non-LGBTQ travelers. Um, but the study also went on to show that um, the enthusiasm didn't even wane during the pandemic, and about 73% of the respondents said that they were going to travel as soon as possible. So this really made it kind of a exciting new market to tap into. Mm. And I think there's also a lot of different perceptions that are changing with regards to diversity and inclusion. And for a destination that is able to promote that it is welcoming and uh, accepting to all types of travelers is a quick win for that whole idea for the DNI. Um, so I think this is one of the reasons and one of the main reasons that the LGBTQ traveler has become more attractive than in the past. Very nice. And, yeah, and then if you also look, um, you know, mentioned with the changing sentiments. Um, that is happening. Um, 100% you mentioned that it is quite difficult to travel in some African countries. But the perception is definitely changing. Mm. I mean, when you look um, with the latest in Botswana, who decriminalized same-sex travel in mm. 2019, um, Namibia, is, um, although it's still illegal in Namibia, um, the perception is changing, mm. um, and they are really focusing a lot on getting the LGBTQ travel business into those countries. Very nice. Martin Kutso here. I also want us to touch on the African countries doing work to attract and ensure the safety of the LGBTQ plus travel market. I know you just touched on Botswana now, but what are other countries doing to attract safety? Um, you know, I think when we, when we look at that, it, it really is um, South Africa's leading there mm. um, with regards to, to safety um, with that. Um, but, you know, I think when you look at the profile of the LGBTQ traveler, they are wanting to travel. 
Um, and I think it really is a matter of just understanding which countries you're going to. I mean, you know, when we say African countries, we also need to think that there's also a lot of um, Muslim countries that are African countries, mm. um, where general um, public displays of affection are frowned upon. So it's really just about knowing where you're going and what you need to do. Um, as like I said, you know, I think there is a need to travel. We want to travel. So it's just understanding the laws in the country. And, you know, it is a personal choice if you don't want to go. But I think it really is, you know, if you are wanting to really go out there and attract the LGBTQ travel as a destination, then it really is about promoting that you are an LGBTQ-friendly destination. Mm. But then there's also that fire fair line of not being able to pink wash um, mm. because I think you know there is that whole thing of being authentic and yeah. a lot of times if you are pink washing that authenticness is lost mm. and then that's actually going to do more damage mm. to your destination than anything else 100%. yeah I mean just as we end this conversation it, it really is mind-boggling um, Martin to just think about the fact that I could be a professional in a particular industry that has to go to a particular country I happen to be a gay man but I've got to think twice about how they treat um, gay people there. I mean, it really is um, mind-boggling that that's where we still are. But I think uh, the more conversations we have, we can sort of try to shift in, in a particular direction where anyone can move around freely, no matter where they are or who they are. 100%. And I think, you know, that's what the exciting thing is, is that these conversations can happen. And with conversations, change can happen. Absolutely. Martin, thank you for your time. Martin Hiller at uh, Rx Africa. Very interesting insights mm. there. 652, coming up next, we speak to the kids. Don't, don't stop. Wake up on Metro FM. Yeah, we're about to get started. Start, Never start. miss a beat. Yeah. Never miss a beat. What's news? What's news? In the air. Wake up on Metro FM.